0: Tough one. A lot of people didn't want to do that workout.
1: No, all. no. I, I mean, it was a slow day. <laughs> it was a slow day. <laughs> it was a slow afternoon. For thrusters and burpees for all you people.
0: Um, it's just a that's a bad combination. I don't... Do you feel like thrusters and burpees are worse than thrusters and pull-ups?
1: Um, I don't know. I've never done like a sprinty burpee thruster workout. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Like I've never done like a, like a two minute like three minute like burpee thruster workout,
0: you know. I feel I don't I don't. They're a little bit different. In the I mean, I, really and mean, I like, would be biased. I like burpees. Like, do you feel like any thruster combination? And You might be biased, and everybody's a little bit different with this. But do you feel like thruster anything thruster per is probably the worst combination of anything? Like, what do you feel like is your worst combo? Like two movements. Uh, you can say subjectively for you or just like I you say, as you see I could
1: give you mine, but like... Deadlift something. Mine would be like Deadlift Hang Snatch.
0: If you were to combine those two movements together?
1: I wouldn't do that workout.
0: That's like a couple... Of, but I'm saying like the more common <coughs> couplets okay. that you um, see. I would say yeah, probably thruster and something else. Thruster or something else? I would probably say like... Because like you think like with thruster paired up with so many different movements it has it's such a, a terrible combination of anything really. Like you have thruster pull up, yeah, which is obviously probably the most anonymous recognized two couples together because of Fran, Thruster Burpee, Thruster Row, Thruster Row, or Thruster Bike. I was literally about
1: to say Thruster Bike in my head, and I was like, "That sounds terrible."
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't know what would be the worst. I like, like, still say fifteen five. The open workout fifteen five with thruster thrusters and rowing is still the worst open workout I've ever done.
1: See, I got lucky enough to start CrossFit. I started CrossFit 2015 but didn't do the open.
0: Yeah. And I don't, if I were to redo that workout, I don't know if I could ever beat my score because I don't know if mentally I could go back to that spot. Like be willing to go to that dark place to get that Uh, same time. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I feel like if I had to say something though, it would be like
0: thrusters and like 115 or like 135 pounds. Like 135 pound thrusters or worse? I don't know. I don't know if, like, doing, like, a heavier thruster is worse. Because I always like, doing... know I can pick
1: 95 up. Like, I always know I can, like, well, pick that bar up and do, like, five, at least five. Like, I always know I can get at least five.
0: Well, sometimes that can make it more mentally challenging. And that's why I feel like, even though the thruster pull-up combination is the most anonymous, like, to cross it itself, like, if you were list, like, Thruster pull up, thruster burpee, thruster biker, thruster row. If like thruster, like thruster pull up is like on the the, the fourth on that tier. Yeah. Just because the other three, like burpee, bike, and row, you can always keep moving.
1: Yeah, true.
0: And it's kind of like what pace because you're gonna kind of hit a wall on pull ups. So you're gonna get forced to drop down from the pull up bar one way or the other, depending on what the rep scheme is, right? But, but you'll with, never
1: be forced to
0: not do another burpee. Exactly. Or what kind of pacing you on the bike, what kind of pacing hole on the row. So that's kinda of like my thought process. Sometimes the like think of the workout like Kelly from Monday. Yeah. So many people were bitching about that workout because it's such a simplistic simple stuff workout where it's running, wobble, and box jump. Very simple movements where logically in your head are like, I can keep going, I just don't want to. Compared to a movement like maybe like a heavy thruster, like a pull up where you have to put the barbell down or yeah. you have to get off the pull-up bar. Sure. You just you don't like have your no choice. You and rest, essentially, mm-hmm.
1: kind of like that. Um, what's your worst combo, then?
0: What's for you? Well, I mean, me personally, the worst combination I've ever had is... The thruster row. The thruster row, is one that's burned in my memory the worst. Now, if you were to replace that workout with a bike thruster, that would probably be worse in the way, like, just yeah. nauseous. Like, competition, like, like just yeah. go. And, I, and the reason why I like the thruster... Row combinations a little bit worse and like is, is bad because of the fact that it's like obviously from the lower half is such a big muscle repair, to the upper half of the body that's like a anterior posterior combination. Where the row, you're, if you're rowing properly, it should be more of a posterior chain, like a deadlift, mm-hmm. so it tackles the back side of the body, and then the thruster obviously tackles the anterior part, the front side of the body. So your legs are just getting blown up, from exactly. Sides, you know, like another combination which most people probably haven't done before that I've done before, like when I was competing, was like deadlifts and GHT sit-ups. Add combination. Once again, anterior posterior side. Yeah. Whereas that was a horrible watch. Almost two GHTs, that's not that's not a fun Yeah. One. I mean the same concept, right? Yeah. Where if you can do any movement where you're especially for the lower half, think like a push pull. It's the same concept for the lower half. It's a, it's kind of a push pull. But because it's such a bigger muscle group that it hurts so much worse. Yeah. And mentally it's so much harder to work through. Um but like Monday's workout like Kelly it's, it's not, this is like a muscle fatiguing workout per se. I mean, I'll see the wall balls suck and whatnot, but it's really just finding a pace and then trying to sustain that pace with it. over the five rounds. But mentally wise, you're like, I can keep moving. That's why, I, and me, me personally, like I've done that workout probably five or six times. And I, I think, cause my goal always with that workout was to try to hold sub four minute rounds, which would be a sub 20 minute time. Yeah. And I think maybe I did it like once, maybe twice but so many times I would do that workout and then fall out during the fourth round and mentally just kind of collapse, like, you know? Should be bad. And that happened to a lot of people on Monday where they got to know that Dude, workout second round.
1: cruising and then that
0: fourth mm-hmm. just smacked you in the face. Yeah. Cause just mentally you, just, you hit that wall and you know, you're hitting that wall and it's, you know, especially if you had like a certain like idea of kind of what time you want could be even be yeah. really more daunting. Cause you're like, you know, you're not going to make it like Cooper was talking about the workout and he was saying, he's like the last like two rounds like my runs, we're so freaking slow. So slow. And when, you, when you're on those runs like that too, just you're like, you know you're running slow, but also in the back of your head, you're like, I can't run any faster.
1: It was funny because Cooper came in. Sorry, Cooper. Uh, it was like his fourth or fifth run. Mm-hmm. he come inside. So <laughs> he looked at the clock and goes, I think I just ran like a 220-something 400. And yeah. for Cooper, that's like, kind of like, it's pretty
0: slow for Cooper. What you he know. was saying that he worked out with Albert in that, in that class. Yeah. And Albert's a good runner. Yeah, And he's the first run, he's like, I kind of it's one of the first ones out the door by a good little mountain because like each round I would come in, in the, on the box jump so I'd be like a 17 the first round then Albert would come in the second round and be like I'd be like a 15 yeah make sure I'd be like a 12 Wait, make sure you, I'd be like yeah. he's like I, you know he's like you. slowly <laughs> chipping away at me here he's like I that's keep the worst ears. dude
1: that's the worst especially if you're like in a bunch of round workout and like there's a person that like just keeps inching at you inching mm-hmm. at you inching at you that's the, always the worst
0: like you're that an arm's distance away the whole time the whole, like at
1: any point in time like they could put the hammer down
0: and like catch up to you you mm-hmm. know and that's the kind of the game of playing your head it's like do they have that extra kick at the end that they're gonna pass me you're always telling yourself "No, they don't got it. <laughs> okay. you're good you're good you don't have to move <laughs> would you rather be the the chaser or like being the person who's chased i was always the chaser so you like being a chaser yeah so
1: i because ne- i was always i never would come out hot mm-hmm. like i was like, i had sorry. trouble with like coming out hot in general so like i would always normally come out slower and then build up mm-hmm. towards the end i'm kind of sad so I was definitely probably always the chaser.
0: Okay. I prefer to be the chaser than... Oh, me. it's way
1: more fun. There's no anxiety. <laughs> no, I prefer to be in the guy who's in front. The oh, the front, you have everything to, like, worry about. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's, like, a run or, like, something in, like where you can, like, visually see them the whole time. Yeah. That's not fun.
0: Uh, so now we're kind of bullshitting here. So two quick things for announcements-wise. So remember, we got moved, This is obviously only two days away from that event. But <coughs> moving some going down this Saturday for all these ladies. So one thing that Jennifer talked about at the 9 out class, which a lot of females didn't realize, is that it's not a partner workout. Oh, okay. Because I think mean, mean, some people were gonna show up because they were thought there was gonna be a traditional Saturday yeah. workout, which is not. It's gonna be just an individual workout that you can go at your own pace, you don't have to worry about partner up with anybody, anything like that. So if that is a concern for you, don't worry about that. The workout would be a very similar structure that we did last time, It'll be like one-minute stations. You can go at your own pace, you can go super hard, you can go super easy. It's just basically like an amrap, so to speak. Um, we'll have stations that way we can get a, a big crew of people in, and that way you can afterwards you can come shop and, and get free Moses on top of that. I like it. And then also we announced the pool party last, last week. Wednesday. The date, in, at least summer, yeah. um, June twenty-fourth. So mark your calendars for that. Uh, I don't remember if we put a time down for that or not.
1: I don't think we put a time
0: on. It. I think I talked because it's gonna be a Cindy Reed's this year. Yeah. Um, won't be at the same place we did last year. Which she lives out there on. West Tank Farm Road, which I think is out there. Like is that called like Black Bayou out Somewhere there? Somewhere around there. So it's out there, a little bit out in BFE, a little two degree. But she's got a nice little setup out there, and uh, she'll be hosting that for us this year. I think we tentatively, when we talked about, would it, be like between two and four o'clock is kind of the start time, okay. or from like three to ten or three to nine, something like that. And so just kind of be on look lookout for more details, but just go on market calendars that for that now, and that way you can get that all squared away. Um, but kind of going back to yesterday's workout for a second, we know we had this conversation before mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's and that's always some of the, the tougher workouts for me as a programmer to actually program and I said program probably eight times. Right yeah, sorry right. <laughs> to do and write up uh, for a class because obviously you have a 12 minute window and you know, you're trying to get through this certain piece, knowing that you're only going to have a little bit of time to get to this actual last little piece or even sometimes like an interval top style piece <clears throat> or a workout has like a really tight time cap. And um those are usually the workouts you hear the most bitching about For because sure. people feel like they quote unquote failed the workout. And I know you've had your opinion on this. For
1: sure. I don't necessarily think I don't think you could think like you failed the workout. Because I mean at the same time you still probably got a really good workout in. Mm-hmm. Like even though let's say you didn't get to the bar yesterday. I guarantee you, you probably went a little bit harder than you normally would in a workout to try to get to the pull-up bar, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I definitely think that you still got a good workout, and, like, you may feel like you failed, but at the same time, like, you probably did put more effort into today's workout than you did the other day. Um, So I think you have to look at it a little differently.
0: Do you feel – I know we've had this conversation before as well, but do you feel like every workout should be, like, accomplishable, per se?
1: Okay, so I'm about the ruffle feathers, I do not think every workout should
0: be accomplishable. Like what percentile range? Like you probably percent um, you should I would say like it.
1: seven out of ten times you should be able to come in here and like be okay and do and accomplish what you need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But I do think like here and there, like maybe twice a week that you should have something that like you don't accomplish. And like feel like you have
0: that way you're kinda of pushing the envelope well, a little bit. Well
1: it kinda of like it it always like shows you that you have more in the tank and like more that you can achieve and more that you can, I guess, motivate you to like get better. Um But no, I definitely think you should be doing something kind of like yesterday's workout that kind of puts you on your heels a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And the argument to be made with a lot of people as of yesterday is... Everybody hated
1: it. It's It was kind of like, I don't remember, if, do you remember the row and ring dip workout?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, last week?
1: Same response. Mm-hmm. Same response as yesterday's workout. Was, well,
0: that one ended up, like, the morning crew hated that workout, but the afternoon crew loved that workout for the most part. Not everybody, but... Not everybody. Not... But it's about 50-50. <laughs> it's 50-50. If it, if it
1: was a dude, they probably didn't like
0: it. <laughs> There's a lot of dudes that tell me they like that. Really? Workout. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Don't ask Carl or Albert or
0: any of those guys. <laughs> they
1: were and, talking about that workout yesterday. Yesterday. Right? Yeah. And not
0: every workout needs to be rainbows and sunshine, either. Like, no. I'll say my goal, for the most part, when I am programming... Is you know, and it's tough to balance everything right because and everybody has different needs and wants, and uh, but to strike the balance of it being a challenging workout, something that's going to get you fitter, mm-hmm. um, but as well as writing a workout that people enjoy too, and that's yeah. always a hard balance to kind of uh, to do. Um, and so not every workout's going to be knock out of the park workout, you'll have, like I said, to take the rowing and thruster workout, you're going to have some people who think that's an awesome workout and you're going to have some people who completely hate that workout. True. And um, more so, some workouts than others. And usually what I find is the workouts that have a little bit more condensed time frame or like yesterday's workout where maybe you don't quite make it to the, like the station per se, like the max station. Yeah. And then you obviously don't like the workout because of that. And, uh, you know, because you did have some... And that's always tougher because you don't want to write up a workout like that as well where somebody's at a station for eight minutes. Sure. You don't want to write a station... Well, it's hard to it. do it because, like, you,
1: that well, as a programmer, I don't want you doing bar muscle-ups for ten minutes. Well, no.
0: Like, right? you, I mean, you take somebody... I mean, obviously, these are more our top-tier people who are the most fit here. But, I mean, you take somebody like Jacob Gillery or Nick yesterday. I mean, they had, like, over two minutes on the that's rig, right. you know, which is... A lot of time. A right? lot of time, you know, compared to... Most people who got to the reggae they had maybe more like 90 minute. seconds to a minute. Yeah. It was more like the average. I and mean, then obviously, you had probably a good 60, 70% of people who didn't make it there. And, um, but I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the workout, but it is it is what it is. Um, those workouts, I don't like the program as much because obviously, I know that's not always the most fun workouts, but at least about once a month, we usually have something like yeah. that that pops up. But, um, but, anyways, this is, and I kind of got struck a conversation with me and Kale that we, Maybe we're going to kind of jam on today more so was, you know, how do you balance for somebody who, you know, most people kind of fall into the bucket of either like general health as like their main priority, aesthetics being like the other kind of main priority, and then like performance being the other priority. Like I put that in the uh like on Instagram the other day I had like put a poll on one of those and I was like, what do you consider, you know, progress in the gym? And the three I didn't necessarily put like health because heart health is a little bit harder to because you'd have to do like blood work or blood pressure. It like it's harder
1: to like judge and like
0: figure out. Yeah. And, you're and you can to a degree could use some things like obviously body composition would be health as well. Um, you could even say performance degrees a little bit of health centers as mm-hmm. well. But then you just on top of like blood pressure and, and blood markers and, and, and other, a host of other things. And um, so that'd be a way to kind of generalize like health, so to speak. And, you know, it was kind of like slipped 50-50 between... I got... The, the, my, my, let me rewind for a second. The three options were for how you see progress in the gym was do you consider body composition a way to dictate okay. progress, body weight, or performance in the gym? Okay. And like so, I there's only like a five percent uh people responded body weight. Only five percent? It was like five percent body weight. Really? That's like that's how you dictate, determine uh you know, if you're if you're seeing five Your percent just solely based off weight. And then there's about forty five forty-five between body composition and performance. Okay. As like being a way for them to use that. And uh you know, so it's like how do you strike that balance between, Because I think even most people, to a degree, if you kind of ask the people who voted for the aesthetics, you'll say, okay, well, to a degree, does it matter to you when you come in here, how much weight you lift and how you perform in workouts, like com- comparatively to yourself, yeah. not necessarily to everybody else, but to yourself. And they would say, it does matter to a degree, maybe not as much as like what my body fat and muscle mass looks like, but how, still matters to how I look right. in the mirror naked, but it's still, it's still does place a value in my life and then vice versa if you take people who are like purely like all that matters to me is like seeing numbers go up in the gym seeing my times improve my flexibility improve my athleticism improve if you ask those people like okay well do you still care about what you look like naked most people are probably still Still yeah that's still important to me to a degree and i say okay well if we all can agree like they're both important to us it's like okay, how do we skew our training that we're doing to maybe push into one side or the other, right? And
1: like, how you fill one bucket up?
0: Yeah, and this is, and I don't know if this necessarily pertains directly to this, but I read this. I had, I got one of these emails the other day, and it had a quote in there, and I thought it was really really good. And I don't know, if it, I'm not doing a great job of like directly correlating it to the conversation, but I thought it had some weight in this conversation. And it says, like, choose your suck. It says, every single pursuit, no matter how wonderful and exciting and glamorous it may initially seem, comes with its own brand of shit sandwich, its own lousy side effects. Everything sucks for some of the time. You just have to decide what sort of suckage you're willing to deal with. Mm -hmm. So the question is not so much, what are you passionate about? The question is, what are you passionate about enough about what you can endure the most disagreeable aspects of the work. Because if you love something and want something enough, whatever it is, you don't really mind eating the sit sandwich that comes with it. I feel like it's pretty solid. So, I think as humans in general, we always have this thing of like wanting more, seeing things always being could be better, so to speak. Yeah. You're always looking ahead. Always looking ahead and not um, appreciating currently where you are. And I think sometimes as even like us as CrossFitters in general can kind of sometimes fall in that same boat of like wanting to look better or wanting to perform better. And you can kind of uh, get discouraged because of that, right? And training can sometimes, uh, to a degree, almost be like a detriment, like mentally wise, because you're always constantly thinking of like how you're not where you want to be. Yeah. Um, But thinking about how we talked about this yesterday of really thinking about what's the most important aspect to you you know
1: oh, yeah, that's the first question you have to ask
0: yourself. like okay like if you say okay what really 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 matters to me is how I'm aesthetically looking okay like where my body composition is and if you decide that what that is but also the fact of like, okay well I don't want because, like if that's the case if like, that's your number one priority like could give a shit about anything else Bodybuilding is probably more probably. your thing, right? <clears throat> but the problem is with a lot of people is when you truly think about okay, well, if you think about somebody who's like a bodybuilder, that's not a very like sometimes always the most aesthetically looking it's body for most people because not a balanced looking yeah. proper physique per se. And most people like the the fit lookage of somebody who is like a, a crossfit athlete, building. right? Because that actually looks like more like a natural, healthier physique compared to somebody who just solely does like weightlifting, right? Because if you think of, like, the two different things of, like, what's performance training and what's aesthetic-based training? Well, aesthetic-based training is very, like, isolationist stuff, like right? Curls, dumbbell flies, things of that nature. And when you do a lot of that training, I can attest to this myself before I started to cross it back in the day. You start to give up things like agility, speed, mm-hmm. and strength. And because of that, you, you do function less throughout life, Right. And as well as you build, you start to build a physique that doesn't look aesthetically always, sometimes pleasing, mm-hmm. for something we talked about. And it's like, okay, well, how do we? And then obviously, with the sex space, if you if you go solely into the performance side of things, you're like, okay, I'm only I'm only solely focused on performing well. Well, then sometimes because of that, if you're always in this mindset of like going faster, speeding up, you can sometimes cut corners. And, and cut range of motion and movement, yeah. which in in part the makes long run it kind of hurts you. Yeah, long run it hurts you, um, ends up making you injured, and sometimes can even you can experience a lot of burnout because of that to a degree as well. But at the same time, when it comes to aesthetic based training, the problem is that you know I don't want to make it seem like it's bad for people who want to do just aesthetic based training in itself. But it's also kind of like a little bit of like a shallow goal, as well, right? There's not a whole lot of depth there, just like. Eh, you know, just want to look better. You yeah. know, with a body fat. Like, you don't really
1: have, like, a. if your goal is just to look better, you don't have, like, an actual, like,
0: well goal, right? And if you ask anybody...
1: Like, what's look better defined? Like, how do you define that?
0: Well, the know? thing is, is, like, even if you look a certain... You, let's say you have this person that you admire. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I really want to look like this person. I guarantee if you walk to that person and ask them, they would tell you all the flaws they have that they don't like about For themselves. Sure, 100%. And, and that's the problem is that I think sometimes as a aesthetic-based performance, we feel like, okay, once I get to this point, then I'll be more happy with how I look. It's not and it, it never works <laughs> out that works. way, right? Like, it's just like, it's just like that in anything. Like, when I get here, then I'll be more happy. And I think some people sometimes can take that with their training as well. It's like, okay, what if I, when I look this certain way, then I'll be happier with myself. But you'll be happy in the yeah. moment. And, like, with that being said, though, is... In my opinion, though, I feel like you get a lot more enjoyment and fulfillment to a degree shading into the performance side of things a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Because... What if you get more rewards? (laughs) Me, me personally. I mean, think about anything in life, like, anything you've had to work towards and strive towards, it usually is a performance-based goal sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right? Whether it be you want to get an A in a class, you want to get a certain score on a test you want to run a certain 5K time or a mile time or lift a certain weight, right, you got more fulfilling and joy out of doing those things because you know the hard work that went behind that to get sure. there, right? And, and to a degree, you could say the same thing for aesthetic-based training, but in my opinion, I feel like you get more enjoyment out of the performance side of things. But at the same time, you don't want to look like somebody who doesn't want to work out yeah. either. And um, so well, yeah, that's the good part about CrossFit, though. Yeah. Well, and that's I think that's the great part about it is that To a degree, you can pair up both these worlds together. I think sometimes we look at it as like like exclusively one or the other. Like you just do a sex training, or you just do performance-based training. And I think sometimes people can look across as like purely performance-based training. And you can still make, and that's, you know, to a degree over the past probably five or six years, me as a programmer has tried to do a better job of like overlapping those two two worlds together, right? And they can overlap together, and you can see increases in both things where you can look better and you can perform better. Feel better and like feel good about your efforts. Mm-hmm. And there's some subtle tweaks to how you would train that can make it maybe push into, maybe shade into one side or another, kind of lean into more aesthetic or a little bit more performance-based. And, you know, we're this is what we were having this conversation about a little bit more yesterday as well, is kind of getting into a little more of the, the nitty-gritty because a lot of stuff that we're saying right now is pretty broad. Yeah. Right? And so... When it comes to the training side, like CrossFit obviously encompasses a lot of different aspects, right? Where we're doing general strength training, we're doing conditioning, we're doing multiple different facets of different movements that will allow you to, in a way, performance side, increase strength, increase endurance, increase speed, increase agility, increase athleticism, so on and so forth, right? But also with incorporating some things like strict movements will help out also with the aesthetic, aesthetic business, base, right? And also, training with a full range of motion with intention will also help out with aesthetic base. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're kind of getting at in the way of. That's kind of like what you were talking about earlier with like speeding up and like cutting corners, right? Exactly, right? So, for instance, when doing a movement like a thruster, right? So, we're kind of on the thruster burpee conversation mm-hmm. yesterday <clears throat> where if you're purposely cutting down on your range of motion to accomplish a faster time, Mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily going to give you an aesthetically more pleasing physique per se. You can make an argument maybe possibly, but I would argue that you need to go through a full range of motion with better lockup positions, better depth at a weight that's going to challenge you to a degree. Okay. To force some type of overload, but not so much to where, you can't fall in the same muscle workout as well, the conditioning side of things, mm-hmm. right? And then, and that goes with any lift in general, right? If you're co- continuously, like for instance, if you're trying to focus on performance, you're not gonna go to try to go lower in depth if you don't need to. Yeah. You're not getting you're extra- just going as low as you need to go. You're not getting extra bonus points, you're going as the grass. All you have to do is break below parallel. And same thing, you're not trying to like over-exaggerate your lockout position. All you have to do is make sure the bar split over locked. Yeah. Right? And so that's more the performance side of things compared to the aesthetic base away of like a lift. And same concept with me doing like a back squat or a bench press or a shoulder press, right? Where if I'm doing maximal low for a bench press, that's gonna look different compared to if I'm trying to hit maximum muscle failure for a bench press. So like for instance, if I was doing like more aesthetic based bench pressing, I would probably control my tempo a little bit more. Okay, with more time under tension. Compared to somebody who's looking to just lift his max load, I'm not controlling the eccentric as much and I'm trying to get more of a rebound after chest to a full locked out position. There's subtle differences, right? Both can can help out with the other. And then same thing in the way of like the sport of CrossFit, let's say for instance like kipping, right? Compared to a strict pull-up or a kipping pull-up, what's the more optimal for performance? Probably kipping pull ups. Kip, right. <clears throat> right? For the most part. Not you can still make an argument doing strict performance as well. But when it comes to the aesthetic based things, maybe I'm going to do more strict work for the aesthetic based purposes of my training. Right? So you don't ever have to do anything kipping. Yeah. Ever. So you're meaning like strict pull ups, strict handstand push ups, like whatever. See the it may dumbbell be, right? presses instead, even doing ring rows or supine rows. Mm-hmm. All those things are going to help out build prerequisite strength, which will also help out the aesthetic-based thing by looking better, right? Building more general strength, more muscle mass, stuff like that. And so it's subtle difference, but also the way we're training in a a functional standpoint of how we're moving different movement patterns. We're using big compound movements. That when, like, you're running, you're jumping, things of that nature, that'll help you build that aesthetically pleasing athletic body that most people are generally after, right? But we're still training speed, agility, stuff like that, but as well as tweaking certain movements and going through a four-inch motion to help out the esthetic basis To, achieve, well. your goals, to right? achieve your goals, right? To achieve your goals, right? To kind of overlap those together. Am I kind of making sense? I think so. Am I not rambling? I do think you're sense. Okay. You can tie it together. Yeah. So in my opinion, that's how you would marry both those worlds. And maybe, you know, that's why we do the extra credit as well. And you don't have to spend a shitload of time. You could literally spend
1: five or a 10 minutes after class,
0: minutes, right? if you want to say more more esthetic base, like you maybe do a little bit of like skull crushers or bicep curls or dumbbell flies or chest flies or maybe like we a lot of times we do program in the extra credit for like aesthetic-based training and a little bit side of side performance training, but it's a little bit more geared towards the aesthetic side. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's where most people kind of maybe shade into a little bit to a degree that will help out with that. It doesn't have to be like a crazy amount of volume, but I mean, you could get in a set of bicep curls... And skull crushers, and then five to eight minutes. For sure. You're not talking a humongous time investment, right? You do that twice a week for multiple weeks, that'll also aid in with Improvement, that. Improvements. So. Yeah. Because I'll see a lot of times people as well will also complain about how going to a traditional gym is boring and not obviously very motivating to go to. And so it's a way for you to pair all these things together. But at the same time, like as we talked more yesterday, and I feel like I'm always being a dead horse in this conversation is always to a degree is a lot of nutritional base, nutrition, especially, nutrition. especially when it comes to aesthetic based stuff. Yeah. All you guys could, whatever body you have now, or whatever, I'm trying to think about the best way to word this is you have the body you want probably right now. Mm-hmm. You're just not lean enough to see it. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. In my opinion. Most people here, if you most of you guys, I would say probably seventy-eight percent of our members that come to their gym are probably coming a minimum of, of two or three times a week. Yeah, on minimum, 70 seventy-eighty percent of them. You have another, you know, probably ten to fifteen percent who are showing up once a week every couple of weeks. You probably got another five or ten percent who just aren't hardly showing up at all. Yeah. But for the most part, majority of you guys are coming in two or three times a week at minimum, and you're training at pretty good intensity levels. Meaning that you guys have probably enough skeletal muscle mass to have the body that you guys want. You're just not lean enough to see it. So that comes down to your nutrition. Nutrition. Like the workouts can only get you so far. <laughs> and you know, or like Kayla like says, like say, I don't necessarily want to be good at CrossFit. I just want to look like I'm good at CrossFit.
1: Okay.
0: Is another way that she kind of. She just wants it. to look
1: like she's good at CrossFit. I don't want to look
0: the part, but I don't want have to be the part. Okay. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. And once again, that all comes down to being lean enough. Most of you guys have a decent amount of skeletal muscle mass because how much weight you're lifting on a regular basis, things of that nature. And you guys have probably been doing a better job. We we'll talking about this as well of being mindful about your strength components that we program. We've talked about this Like the strength by pieces. By tracking your progress in between, because yeah. we're doing it in a progressive overload standpoint, where you know each week you should be layering on five or ten pounds on your lifts. You should be Increasing reps on the pull-ups or the push-ups or you should be going less or down in band bands off, yeah. off the pull-ups and push-ups or you're increasing the amount of rows that you're doing, supine rows, ring rows, to force some of the adaptation to happen. But kind of going back to the matter of when it comes to a lot of times the aesthetic part of this is life, like I said, you guys have the body, you just got to get out the body fat to get to the leanest level that you mm-hmm. want. And you can go back to listen to most of the podcasts we ever do. Usually a nutritional component is usually mentioned in here. Somewhere. Because it's this humongous factor that you guys continue to keep overlooking time and time again. And once again, I guess it's more so when I had the thought of my, of my process of how this podcast was going to go. When I, when I kind of quoted that, that's what I was thinking of is you have to decide what you're willing to endure to get what you want. What you're willing to sacrifice to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Or get what you want, right? Like, cause everything, there are no free, free passes in anything, right? Everything comes with some shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. You just gotta decide what shit you're willing to deal with. Yeah. Right. And I even thought about that this morning. Of, you know, a lot of people will maybe even look at like my lifestyle and be like, "That's fucking miserable." Oh, now I don't want to fucking live that life, that way at all. But for me, I fucking love it. Yeah. Like, I fucking enjoy the shit out of it. Right? At times, yeah, there's times where I would probably prefer to go out and eat, like on a Wednesday night, and go out and get pizza or something like that. But I decided I don't fucking want that because this is more you important to me. Yeah. Right. I'm willing to deal with that kind of shit compared to being the opposite way of being completely unhappy with how I'm form the gym and how I look. I wouldn't want to deal with that stuff. Yeah. Like that's something that's that that's is like not worth it to me. Then. That, right? Yeah, because I've, I've, I mentally have made that decision of saying I would rather deal with these things that come with these kind of hardships than the other way yeah. of dealing with these kind of hardships. I've <clears throat> decided, okay, well, I could I could be 10% more body fat. I could put on 20 or 30 extra pounds and eat and enjoy – like and probably enjoy the food I eat more, okay, because it would be more – like more – you know, fulfilling, be, not feeling, but more uh, tasteful, like, things take, like not, having, a bit more, right? not having to spend time on food prep, yeah. not having to spend time more at the grocery store and, and all that stress that comes with that factor. But the things that I would feel from that and discomfort that I would feel from that and I won't say depression, but the unsatisfactory of how I'm living wouldn't be worth it to yeah. me. But it's different for everybody. I'm not saying that my way is the right way or the other way is the right way.
1: Well, I feel like
0: probably everybody deep down feels that way. It's just
1: they don't want to admit to themselves probably that they feel that way.
0: Maybe After so, little, you know. But that's that's what I'm choosing to take with it. I'm choosing to take these shitty things. That's a shit sandwich I'm willing to eat. Yeah. Right. And that's the only way you're going to determine what you're willing to eat as well. Like like I think we talked about this a as well in the new, the ten question nutrition podcast was you know understanding the balance that you want in life and you know where i'm at with the balance that i have i like for some people they feel like that's that's too much swayed in one direction and the thing is like you you ultimately have to answer those questions and be willing to be okay with the things that come with that decision that you make Mm -hmm. right so if you decide okay well i want to 10 percent single digit body fat with abs is too much sacrifice with the social lifestyle that I want to live. Okay. The sitch sandwich that you have to eat is being not lean and six not back like abs have and not having abs, yeah, right? and maybe not performing as well in the gym. And that's gonna be something that you gotta be willing to accept. You can't be yeah, if that's you okay can't, with you. You can't complain that you don't have six pack abs yeah. and that you're not super fit because you're not willing to eat that sitch sandwich. Me, I'm I'm more willing to take that shit sandwich. I'm willing to say, I don't want to go out to eat on a Wednesday night at Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like that's not what I'm willing to go do, right? But for you, you might not be willing to give that up. Or you know, if I won't go out and have drinks with my buddies on Thursday night, I want to be able to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's okay. But you have to be willing to make that sacrifice. You got to choose which one's gonna be more important to you at the end of the day. I think it's really more of the ultimate theme of this podcast, more than anything else. And so, uh, so I don't know where else at the end of this where I'm going with it per se, but. A lot of it has to do with the second basis, the, the nutritional side of things, and then obviously with the form side of things, is continue to keep pushing progressive overload and keep pushing yourself inside the workouts, things of that nature. And I that's the other part of the conversation that I want to talk about as well, because I even had this little conversation with Matt Bell earlier, is you know I feel like sometimes as crossers you can kind of experience a little bit of burnout when it comes to the intensity you're like racing the clocks to so speak yeah. you get mentally burned out I get now. bored like about, I, how do you feel about that
1: uh I definitely feel like you definitely get burned out after a certain amount of time I would imagine and I feel like probably everybody goes through that eventually I mean if you haven't you probably will sooner or later mm-hmm. um hopefully and later. some more so knows I
0: feel like I think a lot of it has to do with the amount of pressure that you put yourself to
1: to do well either workouts, compare right? yourself to others like or you compare yourself to Joe Blow and mm-hmm. Bob right yeah um and that can definitely get old um but
0: I feel like at the end of the day, you always come back to that. I think you go through ways of that. Yeah. I think sometimes you go through ways of feeling burned out, racing the clock, and racing other people. And I think if you do have that, right, those are times where you get off like chalk it. Yeah. And you quit looking at those things. And or you put your private. You mm-hmm. put on yeah. And you just kind of put the blinders on and you don't worry about, at the, you don't even watch the clock. You don't even give a score. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we have a lot of people here that are just like, hey, check, check, check. check, And that's fine. Like, as a coaching staff, I can give a shit less of what your score is depending on what your goals are. depends yeah. on the person. But for the most part, I think most people, i like, I don't really care about any of that stuff. I just care about the effort you're putting forth and, you know, coming into the gym, not looking at scores, not looking at chalk it. if you got to delete the app for a little while and not use it. Um, you know, and just putting the blinders on and not focusing on what anybody else is doing and just focusing on, like, the internal things are going on during the workout where you're, you're, you're focusing on like what you're, what you're constantly talking to yourself, like mental game, like what the inside voice is telling you and allowing yourself to move through proper ranges of motion and moving with quality and, but also getting your heart up and getting out of breath and knowing that you're okay. I'm getting some, I'm giving effort today, but I'm not getting so wrapped up in all the external stuff around me. And then you have other times that you say, okay, on, I'm wanting to gear myself a little bit more towards the performance side of things. I'm looking to want to move with the leaderboard and move to higher customers and really increase my weights and my time and things of that nature. And okay, and then now we're talking about getting more in-depth into the performance side of things. Uh, but I do think at times you do have people who hit burnout with racing the clock constantly and, and constantly trying to reach certain, certain points of the leaderboard. And I've obviously dealt with that myself at, at times. And uh, I, I think the best thing, at least I said, like in my experience is... You don't even worry about that stuff anymore. You don't even care. Like you quit telling yourself you have to get a certain score, or you have to be a certain person. You you let all that stuff kind of let go. I'm not saying it's an easy pill to swallow, but you kind of that's put that to the side. Easy. No, you put that stuff to the side, and you just focus on what kind of effort you can give the day. And at the end of the day, whatever score that is, whatever score that is, and that's, and that's like fine. showing up and just giving the best effort you have yeah. for that specific yeah. day, for that specific work. Yeah, and quit putting so much pressure on yourself to perform a certain way. Yeah. And even if you got got light the load up that day, well, that's fine too. Like, hey, I normally do purple. But I'm going to go down the blue today. You know, and give yourself that little bit of that out maybe once or twice a week where you, you give yourself Could that maybe out. go down a little bit. Yeah, and give yourself like, hey. And even like if you had those days where – And I feel I like that needs to be more like, I don't know,
1: regulated. What you mean? Or maybe like that should make – I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. Like I feel like people should feel okay with going down in a color here and there.
0: And I feel like it's like frowned upon mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sometimes even so, you do have which it's and it's a good thing and it's a bad thing at times. Is you know you have somebody who might bully you into yeah. doing a higher color or the color maybe you don't. Well,
1: and in one day, day maybe you get bullied into a higher color and maybe you feel like you achieved so much and yeah. maybe
0: you did a strict pull up or maybe you did something you haven't done before. <laughs> and that's right, and that's where I'm kind of getting at. Like that can be a good thing because you know sometimes you got to be stretched further than maybe you yeah. want to. Um, but maybe you decide, okay, well, Wednesday is going to be my day. Then I'm going to drop down in color. Cause I come on Monday and Tuesday and by Wednesday I'm feeling kind of wrecked and I'm going to back off on Wednesdays. And if I go purple, maybe I'll go down to blue and that'll be like that every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of take that, that pressure off yourself to do purple every single time. Right. And then Thursday is a little bit of lighter day anyways in the way of general programming. Then I'll pick it back up on Friday Mm-hmm. and go back to my purple on Friday. But I'm giving myself that little bit of that out to back off a little bit and give myself a little bit of forgiveness for Wednesdays I'm going to go down just because I know... I feel like that's relatable because I feel like by Wednesday most people are probably pretty banged up. Mm-hmm. They feel a little more beat up at yeah. time. And that time. I experience that myself as well a lot of times. Is that Monday, Tuesday... Like, Monday, you feel good to come off the weekend. Monday, you got the energy. you got Tuesday, rolling. Tuesday you're still okay. And by Wednesday, you kind of the motivation starts kind of dwindling down yeah. a little bit. Two days sort of sits in. And you start kind of, you kind of bring yourself in the gym. You're kind of like, shit, I, I, mentally I just don't want to go there. Yeah. Right. And even so maybe you decide, I'm so just going to do purple, but you know what? Like whatever happens whatever happens happen. happens. And yeah. don't be pissed off if at it, yourself if it's, if it's not doing well. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like don't even like leaderboard that day. You're not concerned about all that shit. You just kind of let it go to the wayside, um, I think that's more of a, a, a better way to go about doing it, right? But that we're we'll just giving a general example. You yeah. got to make up your own parameters. You make well, up it. It's gonna be ways. different for everybody, right? Yeah, and so anything that we missed
1: there. I mean, we talked about performance. We did the aesthetic part. I mean, we got it. At all Yeah, I felt like this. We we finished
0: shorter. <laughs> so forty two minutes in. This is dude, really? We're still okay. I think right. last week's was like thirty five or thirty five. Okay. So at the end of the day, I they kind of summarize all of this. I think when it comes to the training side of things, depending on what your goal is, aesthetic based or performance based, you tweak some subtle things to maybe gear it towards more of your goals, but you're still encompassing all the aspects of fitness that you're still getting performance side you're still getting an aesthetic side you start taking control better your nutrition if you're mm-hmm. aesthetic based and performance based too it does help out a lot taking taking care of nutrition you can even test that yourself sure and
1: I think taking care of nutrition also also it doesn't just help aesthetically like you will perform better and well, you'll feel better you will feel better you will perform better mm-hmm. I was talking to Cooper about this yesterday he was like since I've been eating better like his, I mean, aesthetically he looks better. Like, I mean, his performance is doing better. Like there's so many other things that like helps with nutrition. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and then just decide what kind of shit sandwich you want to eat.
1: That's, I think that's the, the
0: moral of this whole podcast Yeah, this is what flavor shit sandwich you want. Yeah. I don't know if the flavor is just, I think all shit sandwiches probably, sh- <laughs> they're, <laughs> pretty shitty. All shitty. <laughs> they're all pretty shitty. It's just which one do you want to choose? Sure. Depending on what your goals are. And so, uh, hope you guys got a little bit out of this. Um, Hopefully, we made sense. Hopefully, we didn't, we didn't ramble on too long, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See you.